Hello, Herkimer County. This is Michelle Hummel, the Executive Director of the Herkimer County Chamber. I'm here with Dave Warner, our producer. How are you today, Dave? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. Always. 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 And we're here with uh, the Herkimer County IDA CEO, John Pizek. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks, Michelle, again for having me on. Always and, happy to have you on. And I find it strange when we walked in, Dave sounded a little hoarse, a little different from maybe being a little ill for a while. And as soon as he gets on air, he just changes. <laughs> it's the magic of the microphone. <laughs> it is. It is. You've got to get that deep kind of, you know. Thing. It's amazing. It's his radio Booger. personality. Booger. <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes. There's a story behind that, folks. <laughs> I gave John the opening. I don't know if he's going to walk through it. <laughs> That's a great show. <laughs> so we're here today to, one, congratulate you on the, the BOA grant that you recently received. And for the our listeners, the, uh, the BOA is Brownfield... Opportunity Area Assessment Grant. Okay, there you go. Thank you for helping me out with that. Um, so, I, you know, I'd like to maybe start rudimentary and just explain to the to our listeners what exactly that means and where you're targeting it. We all know it's Herkimer and it's going to be somewhere on Main Street, but if you can give us some more specifics, that would be fantastic. Sure. We went to the uh, Herkimer Village Board a few months ago and asked them if they'd be interested in doing something where we could take a look um, environmentally at Main Street and do some kind of planning that might help support growth there and not necessarily get things back to the way they were, but see how we can move ahead in the future with it. Um, currently, we are doing a BOA, Brownfield Opportunity Area Assessment Grant with the village of Dalgeville. Um, we're winding down with that. What happens when that's done is we submit it back to Department of State. It's a Department of State grant. And uh, it gets put into a nomination. And if it succeeds, we get to move ahead and that gets you more dollars, gets you uh, really a lot of different people taking a look at that area because now you've evaluated it, you came up with a plan. So developers like that, um, certain areas of uh, different um, profit, not-for-profit businesses like that. So it's a smaller area in Dowsville, but on to Herkimer, we have about 32 acres that we've outlined right now, but that could possibly change too with the uh, forming of a committee and uh, taking a look. So we, uh, we uh, through the village, we won the award. We're helping administer the grant. It's not costing taxpayers any money. We're not, uh, it's not taking village time because the IDA will do all the administration, send all the documentation in, work with the consultants. Um, so the grant will allow us to hire a professional planning organization and one that, for example, you're working with in the city of Little Falls, where we are today, mm -hmm. um, and they were hired through the DRI process to come in and help with the planning. So this is the same type of thing, and we received about $174,000, and the IDA will put in close to $25,000. So it's about 200000 there. And the good thing about at this time, we also have an EPA grant, uh, Envir U.S. Environmental Protection Agency grant, to do some assessments on brownfields, uh, phase one and phase two, uh, really, phase one's the history. Phase two is really getting in and turning over soil and doing sampling and things like that. So we're going to combine the two, and roughly the village could receive up to in benefits of almost $400,000. So for our, our community that's really looking, our county seat, mm -hmm. um, I know you drive through it every day. I, I drive through every it every day. Every day I go day, by Main Street. You know, and um, so it's, it's something that we thought would work well, and uh, 
This current administration was interested in trying it out, and it encompasses Main Street, some of Washington Street, some of uh, Prospect Street, uh, from State Route 5 all the way down to German Street. Um, and in a lot of cases with these grants, you take a look, the planner comes in and says, this is what has a possibility of happening. Now, some people already own buildings and they're not going to change it. Or maybe with this, we can help get a Main Street grant and do something with facade or something like that. But down the road, this could really bring in development to change a whole block or a whole way that you look at things. You know, do we call it a certain district name, like the Diamond District because of Herkimer Diamonds? Or do we do we pick some type of uh, certain arena to go after? after because it's a good fit for us there? Do we try to encourage more uh, hospitality areas there? So it, it all ties into everything that we're looking at doing. Mm-hmm. So literally from the ground up. Ah, <laughs> underground up, oh, the actually. Underground. Yeah, well, oh. we're doing that brownfield you stuff. You never so know what's under there. You truly don't. <laughs> so, uh, but just to clarify, so you'll go in, not just the soil and things, but also uh, do testing on the buildings themselves to see if they can sustain the test of time or if they need to be taken down? Sure. We'll look at structural testing. We'll do some asbestos testing as well. We'll do a study on abatement for those. We can do some stabilization as well. So there's a lot of things that we can do with these two grants that can really explode into other things, plus funds that we have and other grants that we can go after during the same time frame. So it, it shows that, you know, at the IDA, we, we're, we are the industrial development agency, but there's other programs that we can do to help out these communities. We're working on a brownfield right now with the uh, town of Herkimer, uh, as I mentioned, Dollsville. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for every day that we take a look at a lot of different uh, properties and facilities without these communities and what we can do to help. Uh, Ilian, we all know dual fold and that's going strong and we're so close and it's very exciting to move ahead with that one too. That'll be, uh, that'll be bourbon on the roof when that one happens. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited about that. Great. So I just, um, another question. What if someone already owns a building on Main Street? Does this BOA grant help them in any way? Sure. As as I mentioned, we, we'll take a look at the building for them. We'll never go onto a property without permission. So um, some people could possibly say, no, I don't want you on here. I don't know if anybody would, but oh, sure. hypothetically. Oh, sure. And sometimes we can't get a hold of the people too. Um, if Say if they're in arrears and taxes or things, we can go to the judge. Uh, actually, uh, the county attorney, Lorraine Lewandrowski, goes to the judge and asks for temporary uh, ownership so we can get onto that property and do the studies. If we have to do a phase two in digging or anything, we just replace it the way we found it. So that allows us to do a lot of those. But keep in mind, this is a uh, when we do these planning on it, your building could be right in the center of it and it can just show it having a new paint color and a new entrance. And we could work towards ways to make that happen. So it's, it, it's all dependent upon what the person and what the community wants to see. I mean, we were talking earlier, too, when I was a kid, I loved seeing Santa walking around. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's right. not the thing we look at anymore. You know, maybe we're never going to get the camera shop and the hobby shop back or the Vogue or any of those. Maybe it turns into more of a place where we need some offices and, you know, can kind of remove some of those buildings and make them two-story and the second floor would be nicer apartments. We all know how housing is today. But I don't want to pigeonhole us into anything. Right. And I'm not a planner. I'm more, I'll go find the money and find the help and then let those people do That's that. That's a good quality to have, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. So uh, 
I always liken it to almost the downtown Utica discussion. It, to, to think, you know, you've got these folks that, hey, we want to bring it back the way it used to be. And, yeah, that would be nice, but the chances are you can't bring something back the way it used to be. You need to see how you can modify it and use it towards the future and even think long term. I think when a lot of these buildings were orig- originally resurrected, they weren't thinking where will they be in 100 years. They were worried about the here and now. Now we've got a little bit of foresight. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I also think it's quite unique. I, I stood on Main Street the other day. We were fortunate enough for uh, KTV to come down and, and film about the grant. It's uh, it's good that we have some media left. And uh, each building has a name. <laughs> yeah, some good yeah. media left. Um, so, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> No, that is a great newspaper that you put out, but it's it will, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't say <laughs> Herkimer on it. And we need to but, live but on TV. But it does cover some of Herkimer. But it so. doesn't say yeah. it on there, may I repeat, booger. Oh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's all about that those, their name, they have purpose, you know, back in the day, like you said. I mean, uh, Dr. Bizignani was a dentist I went to for years as a family member, and I can remember going up the stairs, they were rickety old, going to his office, passing by Sheldon's Coin Shop, and these were on second floor. Floors. You know, today, God forbid you have something on a second floor, but we want to make it accessible to everybody too. So, you know, it's how you do it. And, and it really is. Some of the insides of those buildings are amazing. Look at Woolworths. It's just sitting there. I would love to take that building. Yeah, that's a beautiful you know, building. Or, or other buildings too, to make some different things happen down there. But not everything can be saved. Mm-hmm, a right. lot can though. So do you think the 400,000 is enough to, to cover that Huge, what did you say, 32 acres or 36 uh, acres? I, I truly do. It was um, it was funny because when we got our first uh, Brownfield grant about four or five years ago, it was a $200,000 grant, and we had like 10 people want that grant from us. So we got all these uh, RFPs in and reviewed them all and got down to the last three, and I asked each one of them, this is $200,000. I'm kind of laughing at you wanting to do this. Look at the size of your company and everything. They said it just fulfills what we need to do every day as an environmental consultant. And from there, the, the one that we had there, HRP, we have for the next grant too, they've been excellent with us. And they've helped us with so many other things too outside and introductions to a lot of planners. They don't do planning, you know, getting us involved. I mean, I, I think because of them, I, I got to present the, the dual fold project, not only in LA, but Oklahoma City. They, they really do support us in a lot of ways. And, and so does a lot of the consultants and developers. It's amazing how many developers in that brownfield industry will come in and look at the building and say, well, this isn't for me, but here's three guys you should call because they just want to see it done. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Rather than them sit there abandoned, it's such a shame. Yeah. So are there, is there any scenario in which you're going to do testing on these buildings? Maybe I'm saying that incorrectly, but you're going to do a study and you're going to say, you know, this one needs to come down right now. I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure we'll find ways to do that too, you know, either through, EPA or other ways, especially when, when you're working with the EPA and they have this money set aside for these type of things too, you have to do a study on it first to see if there's something there before you take ownership. So by us getting temporary ownership to look at some of those things, we'll be able to help them out. And if somebody already owns it and they're having issues too, they should come forward and talk to us. Maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel, but by just hiding or not paying your taxes or, or not reaching out to your legislator or your, your village leader or your town leader, that's the wrong way to go. I think everybody wants to see us all work together. 
Most definitely. And this is really, for those of you who are just hearing about this for the first time, this is the first step towards true Main Street revitalization is starting from the ground up. It, you know, it's one thing we go out and I'm, I'm one of those people that I will go out and I'll, I'll help clean windows and pick up trash and all of those things are good. Um, but we really do need to get into the fundamentals and the structure of the buildings and this is a, a, just a perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. One, of the, one of the key things that helped us on the uh, Little Falls DRI was the fact that there was a brownfield study done. And that was a, a, an incredible resource to have. There was a lot of data in there. And, and that's what they want it for. And that's what helps out with the grants. They show that you have the investment too. You know, everybody wants a grant, I, you know, but you can't always have it. But when you have the data to support a lot of things, it tends to be they want to go where they can make projects happen and do the most good. They want to hear success stories. They want you to be part of the fraternity that gets them other work and gets them their name out there. Happens that way for the EPA and the DEC all the time. We're, and people should not be afraid to contact the state or the federal government when it comes to these things because they want to clean them up too. And they know everybody's not multimillionaires and can do this stuff on their own. And that's why we want to help wherever we can. Yeah, the state more than ever, I believe, is, is really looking to help communities, main streets in particular. Yeah. And they're getting a lot of funding through from the feds too. So that's how a lot of things are picking up. And you got to take advantage of it now while we can. Right. But, but we shouldn't just say, okay, now we have this one for Herkimer. And we're open to talk to other communities too. Uh, Ilian right now is doing one, a local waterfront one. So they're doing it down in their marina area. So there's other ports of water in our area we should be looking at. There's a whole host of other things, but we got to keep in mind, it's not just here. It, ex it extends up. We're working with the town of Webb. We did a housing study up there. We're going to go up and do some other outreach up there as well. We want to make sure that whatever we can do to help, we will. Great. Um, so we're actually going to take a quick break and we will be right back in one minute. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned business the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyBunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And hello, Herkimer County. Welcome back. We're here with CEO, Herkimer County IDA CEO, John Pizik. And we were just talking about revitalizing Main Streets and Herkimer in particular with the BOA grant. So I, this is a really good foundation to be able to build upon. After this is completed, do you anticipate applying for additional grants for Main Street? Oh, definitely. Because of after this, we apply to be nominated into that BOA program. And once that happens, once again, that'll open up other grant opportunities and other investment opportunities that the state will like to see. They'll want to see further advancement or further um, 
development within those communities. So that'll allow us to do that. Plus, uh, the area in Herkimer is in an opportunity zone, which is uh, tied to um, a, a capital gains tax. So a lot of people can do some investment and let that money work for them and get that back in full without paying that capital gains. So we want to take advantage of that. We want to look at uh, making sure that it's in a... Um, a new market tax credit area as well, and also look at environmental justice too. We're seeing a lot of those things. So we're, we're not looking to come in and displace everybody, you know, the low to moderate income people that are there, just find them other solutions. And that's what everybody really needs to take a look at. And we're, and we're working closely with the county now too on what to do with some of our properties. Um, you know, there's a land bank in place, but it's not in Herkimer County. There, it's not covered under that. We're possibly looking at that. We're looking at ways that we can put those per, those properties back into real form. And we want to do some studies on those properties, too, when they're in REM. We, we have to worry, are they, um, is there something wrong with them why they're not being put on the tax rolls or sold at auction? We want to look at that. Or what can the IDA work on to take and redevelop and make it more for business environment, too? So there's a lot going on when it comes to the properties and some of the distressed areas, too. So how about any other partnerships? Do you have any other partnerships with local organizations aside from working directly with the, the municipalities? Um, you know, not not per se, no. Um, really the not-for-profit world, that's hard for us to do because we really can't do grants or there's no tax incentives for them for us. So, you know, when we do a pilot in place, that helps relieve tax pressure, and that's not really a mm -hmm. good thing here. Um, so, no, but, I mean, we're always willing to take a look at something first before anybody else does when it comes to property. Uh, and, and we would continue to do that, too. We are looking for more property, too, to develop. Um, we're pretty much sold out in Schuyler, and which is a great thing. It's just it's we got to work with a lot of entities to make sure we can get some more. Where on earth are we going to find more property? <laughs> well, there's flat land, but it, however, you have to make sure infrastructure is there. You know, so many people say, oh, I got this beautiful farm, and you do, and, well, I'm, I want to redevelop it. Well, there's no electric, there's no gas. You know, the, the governor and the and the leadership is looking towards getting out of gas and just having everything electric. So we're, we have to worry where we're putting some of these locations in if it has to be all electric. We know in the three municipalities, Mohawk, Illion, and Frankfurt, they're on municipal power, and they seem to have a better power system in place for that. So, you know, we're going to have to look at everybody. There's there's properties. We, we like that old Union Tool site owned by Ames True Temper. It's just that they're not eager to move that right now. Um, I mean, we would love to have two or three more pumpkin patches somewhere because right. it's we get calls all the time for, for good flat land with communities like Frankfurt and Schuyler and the town of Frankfurt and Herkimer. I mean, they're all willing to work with development, you know, Little Falls. I mean, it's been great because they and, – and, if you talk, and that's all it is too, and some things don't work, we know that. I mean, so does everybody, but you got to ask and you got to see how it's going to work, you know. And, and we've been lucky that way. We've been lucky with state agencies and the federal government. You know, I, I, I truly believe because we go out and talk to them all too, either if we have a project or not, we just want to be in front of them and let them know what we're doing and find out what they're doing. You never know where there's going to be a good fit. 
Exactly. So if the union, the union tool site, you said it was owned by somebody, is that local or th- is the owner local or is it? No, they're down in Pennsylvania. The same people that don't bought them from union tool, okay. Ames True Temper, but they, they're paying their taxes and they're, they've cleaned up some of the property and they maintain it. They mow the lawns and all of that. So, you know, we're, we can't complain about it. We just don't like it sitting there empty. We want to help them and promote that. And we've had developers very interested in it too. And they'll get my every, you know, biweekly or or every three week phone call or email saying, Hey, what are you guys doing here? You know, but we, we got to do that. We right. want to stay on top and to show them the interest that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very, very important. I'm sorry. I can't speak today, <laughs> <laughs> but um, switching gears a little bit to the Dufold site. I, I particularly am very excited about this. I, I really think that this is going to be a game changer for our area in Southern Herkimer County. Um, it's right there, perfectly located directly off of 5S. And, you know, you've got the Ilian Marina right there. So that works very well with Ilian working on a waterfront project because it's just a few steps away. Um, do you, you know, do, do we have a contractor in place? Is there a developer? Do you have any insight for us to share? Well, well, we, we've been working regularly with a new developer. Um, the project that they've proposed is roughly around $37 million, and we're a couple million short of the funding stack. So we're looking at other ways that we can help support them with the funding. Um, there's been nothing signed yet because there's a lot of back and forth because it's a brownfield. So um, we really want to look at, and we've worked with the village constantly on a regular basis. Uh, Mayor Stevens has been great. Mayor Lamica before that too. They mm-hmm. took a big step and took the property and, and John Stevens keeps running with it. So we're, we're grateful for both of them. I think we're going to see some good things happen there. Um, you know, and there's still more room on that site for development, and we want to continue to look at that too. But the $2 million restore grant that we worked with the Village of Illion on has been great. I mean, that just shows that the state is behind it. With the other things that we've done, The you know, the um, historic uh, grants that are involved there and some of the other testing and things, it's just moving that property more, you know, forward. I don't think we would have seen that if they just left it sit there. I think it would have been an abandoned thing that they would be chasing kids out all the time now. Right, for years and years. No. So that that's always good news. Um, now, you mentioned historic. Is there any historic... Well, I, I know that the, it dates way back to um, the Library Bureau, for example, in around the 1900s, I believe it was built. So are they claiming any portion of it or trying to put it on the historic registry? Oh, it, it all is. The oh, entire it's already. building. Yes. We uh, brought in a consultant from Albany and uh, she helped us and we put it on historic because that gives 40% in credits, uh, tax credits for like HVA system, HVAC systems, things like that. So um, because of it's a federal state combination, so 20 state, 20 federal, where you look at other states, they don't do it. They just have the feds come in and do it. And that's only 20%. So that's a big attraction too, for these places. But another historic, really historic thing there. And one of the reasons why it's contaminated, it's Barry Univac. They did some of the first PC boards there in the 50s and 60s. And back in the day, they didn't do the solder and paste the way we do now. And they would varnish everything. They would cover it with a varnish. That's true. I remember that. Yep. A real thick coating of it. I, I'm sure you worked there after school many a times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, so that's where you had issues. And back in the day when they tore down buildings, they spread it around. They didn't take it to landfills. What was a landfill? Mm-hmm. It was a farmer's backyard or your cousins, you know, had right. some extra land on a hill. But now, and then they spread it. So we saw some top contamination, but really only two hot spots. And it's over natural, my, uh, 
migration, the, the materials are coming apart and they're not um, as more as condensed together as they were before. So now we're seeing that break up, which is a good thing. And there is some migration off the property, but the previous owner of Sperry Univac is Unisys and they're looking at that cleanup side of things. So there's so many moving parts in each project that I, I never even imagined before. And it's just, there's no IDA book for dummy. I, dummies. <laughs> I wish there, or Brownfield for, for dummies. Sure. You don't know. Every day is different. Oh, and it keeps changing. It does. We, we just received some new uh, uh, rules that were put in place by the governor after the first of the year on what IDAs have to do. And it adds a lot of paperwork to what we have to do. It doesn't change anything. And we're very forthcoming. If you go to our website, you find everything because we have to be. We're a public benefit corporation. But to, the way that we have to send out announcements now and in different parts of the process and keep sending the same to the same people is just crazy. It really is. Yeah, that gets difficult because you're sending out announcements where, you know, yeah. Facebook. Well, but, <laughs> and then you have to do it again and again and mm-hmm. again. And it's, it's, it's a lot for something that, you know, you come to our public hearings, there's no one there. It's disappointing, too. We like to tell about our project, so... Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that Dufold is is on the historic registry, does, does that limit you in any way in terms of what you can build there? I know that oftentimes there are conditions, maybe not, this, this is, might not be a great example, but certain places can't have new elevators. Oh, no. They, yep, no. And they're, actually, the dual fold is lucky because there's a lot of elevator shafts and they mm-hmm. can be replaced. Um, it's a lot of it to do with the way the structure looks or the windows look. And today, there's so many replacements out there that are energy efficient that look the same. And beams that hold up structures can look like the old beams, but they're made out of a composite that's much better. You know, and, and no, there's a lot of things that can be done there to bring it back, but still make it more energy efficient and better. We're hoping that this becomes a green build too that they use all electric and that'll help with other grant funding as well through NYSERDA or the state. Plus it's just a good thing to do. Oh, it is well. it is and some of the outside of that building needs to be changed a little bit where they added on at some points and but mostly the bones are very good though the brick hasn't moved at all the building was built inside another building so it's it's really standing the test of time and one of the unique things in there is where you can see from the top how one of the um, uh, sections really collapsed all the way down to the basement and we're looking at some other alternative ways to maybe do something there. It's it's about forty thousand square feet, and um, no forty foot high square forty foot high ceilings with four with ten thousand square foot of space. You know we have such a lot going on with drones around here. How cool would that if we brought in some high tech company that needed to do indoor drone testing all the time and wanted to use that area? We still would have area in there for. Um, nice apartments, which we desperately need. We'd still have some office space available in retail. I mean, these are all things we have to look at. We're so close to Griffiths. We're so close, you know, where they're doing artificial intelligence and quantum development and cybersecurity. We have dual high-speed fiber there, low-cost power. Let's take advantage of that. And, you know, I go to those meetings all the time, and I think they get sick of hearing from me, but one's not going to, and one will show up someday. So what can you do? Keep on doing what you're doing. I got to keep plugging away. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned being about $2 million short of the $37 million goal. Is that on 
the developer side or is it is it us locally? No, it's we, always the developer puts okay. together a plan and they get bank financing and use their own financing. And then we reach out to as many other funding available and other tax incentives that you can contribute to that. Um, we did combine with EDGE, uh, Mohawk Valley EDGE, the Economic Real Development Arm in Oneida County and did a uh, revolving loan fund through the um, EPA as well. So we're looking at giving some of that money to these guys as well. Uh, there's some other funds out there uh, through different banks that want to support brownfields. We've reached out. We're finding all kinds of places we never knew about before. So it's, it's interesting to learn that too. Some fit, some don't. Uh, we're applying for a CFA, or we actually did, uh, for several million there. And I think that would close the gap. Uh, I've met with many companies that have interest in renting space there. Um, you know, not, you know, actual, I mean, how do I say this? Like actual banks and insurance, not just, not, I shouldn't say just, but a lot of different people that mm -hmm. have an interest there because of the low cost power, uh, Brownfield, they want to give back in some way too. So they feel, you know, comfortable doing something like that. And we saw with remote work too, it kind of slowed down in some areas, but we think also in the banking insurance agency, these, those are never going to go away. Right. You know, you still always have to have some personal contact. And if a lot of their data storage might be in the clouds, but some are off site too. And nowadays banks and insurance companies use an awful lot of the artificial intelligence when they're doing these processes. So where you used to count and read those checks and boom, boom, boom. Now it's all done artificially, you know, with artificial intelligence in the process is so fast. So we're looking to help support that as well. And I've heard rumors of a daycare going on site or perhaps a portion of the land being purchased to build a daycare. Is there is that part of the development plan or is that something separate? Well, we've looked at it as part of the development plan, but the county now is reviewing different things because it's it wouldn't be just a daycare. There's a lot of host facility in there. You saw what the governor came out with for mental health and some other things that can all tie into that together. So we're working with the county on that, that it would, might be a good space because you're right, it's right near Route 5, 5S, the throughway, you know, it makes it easy for a lot of people. And it would be in its own separate facility, wouldn't be part of the building. So it's just a quick, and the developers would be happy to build it and lease it to the county, and then we'd still collect taxes on it, so it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it just depends on how that moves forward with the county, but they seem excited about it. They're good to work with. We've had only great success you know, working with the legislature, they, they've been great to really support economic development, every one of them in this county. Right. Well, I, I think everybody's on the same page. As far as that goes, it's time for us to to pull together and, and not tear each other apart and, and really build the community back up to where it should be. Oh, I agree. Yeah, 100%. So um, anything else we should know about the Dewfield site? Uh, no, we're always talking to, well, we not always, but we are talking to a few different smaller manufacturers that might have some interest in the back of the site. Um, we would love to see something happen soon, too, just like everybody else. Uh, we keep, I, I just presented the whole thing to the uh, village board the other night. So just again, so they had it. And what the last grant we got was 100000 to do a bunch of studies, which you took a part of as well in Ilian last mm -hmm. summer. Yes. So, you know, and, and there we had consultants in from San Francisco and Cambridge, Mass, came in to take a look and give us their opinion. You know, they wanted to do one type of housing. We showed them the survey results. We talked to a ton of people. They all said no, so they took that right out of their, you know, lineup. So, I mean, that's what people need to know, too, that 
if we're truly against something, we're going to be against it. But we want to see some different things to it. And it really made that facility look nice. And the way you, you touch the ground, whether, whether we take two feet off or in some areas we don't have to do anything, we could probably build some additional nice housing there as well. Townhouses, things like that, that could attract some other people. I think it's going to be prime real estate at oh, some point. Definitely. Right down, it's right near the water. Yeah. So. Well, you would know being a new real estate agent. That's, so there that's you go. That's correct. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, there's Joe, a shame. Well, yeah, well, reach, reach out to Good Michelle Lord. for all your real yeah. estate needs, please. <laughs> <laughs> Another side hustle, I suppose, <laughs> but a good one. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I really am excited about Dufold. And what I w- want to do is also remind people who are listening, if you live in the community, if you live in Herkimer, if you live in Ilian, pay attention to these things because oftentimes you, d- you don't see where the village posts that this is going on or there's an open meeting. And then later on they complain that, oh, we didn't get a say. And, in fact, you are getting a say right now. So it's up to you the listener to do your own due diligence to find out what projects are going on in your community so that you do have a voice. I think that's an important fact. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, that said, I want to ask you about other communities as well. I know Herkimer, Herkimer, Illion, Mohawk, all these areas are, they're right in our backyard, obviously. So um, how do folks, how do other municipalities outside the area know how to get a hold of you? If, how do they identify, even backing it up a step, how do they look and see, do you know what, maybe there's something we could do here? How do they even get a cons- consult with you? Well, there's 30 municipalities in our county, and I couldn't tell you how many times I've been to each one of them. So even ones like um, Litchfield that, that really don't have any bigger projects, they're a farmer community housing, you know, they have homes and farms. I've, I've gone to their meetings and just tell them what's going on. So I'm easily accessible through the IDA, and and I I pretty much know every community leader out there, and I Mm -hmm. attend. uh, They have town meetings, a a group of the town supervisors and mayors, and I'll I'll often go speak at those as well. But, you know, we're we're helping them out, a lot of these other communities, with uh, alternative energy, solar, wind, uh, hydro. So we want to stay on top of that with them. Uh, We feel as though as a host community, they should get the most benefit out of these. And we tell them constantly, we're we're never going to go ask a solar company to move here to develop anything. Right. They have to go work with the community, find out what property they can lease, work with National Grid and NYSERDA to get it all connected into the system. Then they come talk to us about the pilot. But depending on the size of the project, there are host community benefits that they really need to take advantage. They need to get a good attorney and they need to really to push that fact. Um, being the only real jurisdiction in the state, IDAs that allow these pilot type uh, program set up where they can get the tax benefits, both property and sales tax and mortgage recording tax, they do come to us at some point. But it, it, when someone says to me when I see them, oh, did you know they approached me on their, on my land? I, I usually say I have no idea because they don't come see us first. If they can't get it together, there's no sense in them talking mm-hmm. to us. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But we really do tell them you really got to go force, you know, work with your attorney and push those different developments, you know, to the developers to give you the best benefits. But we, like I said, we go out to a lot of these communities and just talk with the people and meet with them. And, you know, if, if there's certain grants available, you know, we, we do, we're all over social media, both LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. So, I mean, if, if they don't know who I am or can't find me, I, 
I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, <laughs> you're doing what you can. Well, yeah. I think we all are. You know, you're easy to find. I'm mm-hmm. easy to find. We're right across the hall from each other. I know other. that helps. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a difficult thing, and and you know, we still get some media coverage, which is great. You know, it's it's just times are changing. So, and and you know, believe it or not, I think like when we go on certainly on this, and we go on some of the radio shows, they they really are um, helping us sell this area because. Believe it or not, developers go find these things. You know, they search our names, they search our com- communities, and when they listen to it, they want to hear what's going on with things. And, and you have to be out there and talk about it. So, we're, we're we're happy to continue to push those things as well. Herkimer County is open for business. Truly are. Yes, absolutely. Uh, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty-four days I, a year. I will take Christmas off. <laughs> I hear you, but I bet you if I texted you on Christmas, you'd reply. I would answer. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You're always welcome on our show. So please feel free to come back at any time and we will certainly ask you to as well. Well, the next time I would really like my own theme music. I'm okay. I'm, I'm into that. So maybe a little Lou Reed next time. Okay. Or we'll see I, what can, we can. I can do that. Yeah, we can definitely come up with something new. So I, w- I want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, if you have questions or thoughts, concerns, please reach out to the chamber at 315-866-7820 and visit our website at HerkimerCountyChamber.com. Have a great day.